0: Welcome to Dear Human Resources. In each episode, you'll hear about current HR topics and trends from experts, both practitioners and researchers, with the goal of giving you an insider's look at human resources. I'm your host, Marilyn Germain. In this episode, Umesh Rakrishnan, co-CEO of the executive search firm Kingsley Gate Partners and regular contributor on CNBC, talks about burnout from overusing video call platforms such as Zoom and how to prevent that burnout. Welcome, Umesh.
1: Thank you, Marie-Lynn. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be here.
0: Umesh Ramakrishnan is co-CEO at the executive search firm Kingsley Gate Partners. And prior to that, he worked at a global executive search firm. Over his 30-year career, Umesh has placed members of the boards of directors, CEOs, CFOs, CTOs, COOs, and other senior management positions in North and South America, in Europe, and also in Asia. So, Umesh, burnout is really on a spectrum, right? From mild to severe. How severe can Zoom burnout be?
1: You know, Marilyn, at this point in time, it is somewhat speculative, but I do have a point of view. I believe that we are seeing actions, we're seeing behavior that is not sustainable. And you're beginning to see evidence that the longer we are in this situation where we are working remotely, where we are meeting people over video, whether it's Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Skype, that is resulting in a massive shift in what people were considering a work life balance problem to begin with while we may not see all the evidence today there is plenty of evidence to show that what is to come will be severe i, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be severe for everybody because you know it all depends on what kind of work you do if you was somebody that in the old world, pre-COVID, spent a lot of time in meetings, in physical meetings, and now you've translated that into video meetings, then you are a candidate that could be susceptible to a severe burnout. If on the other hand, you were an individual contributor, you met your supervisor, your colleagues, or your team members very infrequently, then you have a lesser probability of burning out. So it all depends on the kind of job you do and the kind of interaction you have. But for those of us, uh, unfortunately my role uh, in executive search is to interview candidates and meet clients. You cannot do that in person anymore. So I'm sort of in a Zoom room after Zoom room nightmare From seven in the morning to seven at night, you feel like a dentist going from one Zoom room to another. And so, in my opinion, this is something that is going to result in extreme burnout for a reasonable percentage of the population.
0: What are the signs of video conference calls burnout?
1: Well, you see them around you, right? And some of them are physical, and a lot of it is mental. You know, just think about this. When you were in a physical conference room and you were all sitting around a table and listening to the speaker, well, your attention was on the speaker. So, you know, you could exchange glances with a colleague. You could pen a quick note to somebody. Maybe you're even texting your spouse or your child Uh, because, you know, everybody's looking at the speaker. But today, whether you're the speaker or you're in the audience, you're all on the screen and you have no idea whether people are looking at you or not, and so you're always on. That level of engagement, that level of being always on is already showing signs of mental fatigue. It results in people not... Able to answer questions because they were not focused. It results in people getting into altercations or arguments because they're just stressed out. And physically, think about the speaker when she was at the head of the table speaking. You know, it was completely okay for her to walk around the room, maybe go to the what's the coffee machine that may have been on the side of the conference table pour herself a coffee, people are still looking at her, and she's taking a break. She may sit down, she may stand up. Well, here you cannot do any of that. You're sitting in your chair that is your prison for the entire duration of that conference. So you combine this sort of inability to be physical in movement and your requirement to be mentally focused without even losing in you know, a sight of your conversation or your ability to listen without giving it up for a second, that is going to show up in many ways, both physical and mental. And you can see that as you do these multiple Zoom calls.
0: How does that translate? I mean, are those people anxious or what traits do they have that show burnout?
1: I believe the psychologists call it mirror anxiety because you see, you know, when you see your own face, uh, that leads to a certain amount of tension. You're checking to see, do you have spinach in your teeth? Did you get your makeup right? Did you comb your hair? And that does show up in terms of both anxiety and sometimes an angry reaction because, you you know, you may not like what you see. You may say, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I, my button is broken at my collar uh, for of the shirt. And unbeknownst to the person who's addressing you, you are angry and anxious about something completely unrelated to the conversation in hand. So you're beginning to see, Marie-Lyn, a lot of letting loose of steam and letting anger get in the way of conversations that would not have been the case in a physical situation. You're also seeing just pure weariness. You know, people are just getting exhausted. It has completely sort of removed that line between the workplace and the home place, right? You're expected to be always there. When you left the office, you left the office. Well, now you never leave the office. So now people are just getting exhausted and you can see, you know, circles around eyes, tired conversation, and frankly a loss of productivity is beginning to creep in in the beginning of covid people thought productivity went up because there was so much work being done you know you, things that you could not do in the office because you spent time commuting you spent time going down for a coffee or lunch now you're always working so ceos actually saw that to be a positive while now you're getting the flip side of that productivity is beginning to go down as a result of all of this tiredness that is creeping in.
0: Is there a particular segment of the workforce and perhaps generation that is more prone to uh, coal burnout?
1: Yeah, I think the digital generation or you know what some people call millennials are a lot more accustomed and frankly, a lot more comfortable with video interaction. Uh, you know, you, you take uh, children who grow up playing Xbox. They actually play with their friends remotely and have been doing so for the last five to 10 years. So they are a lot more relaxed. They're less concerned about how they look or how they sound because they have been doing it and are at ease. People that have not been doing that, I would say folks in their 30s and above, they find it a lot more difficult because they get self-conscious. And that self-consciousness results in a lack of application. And that is definitely something that we are beginning to see. In terms of the kinds of jobs, like I said at the beginning, Marilyn, those jobs that require constant interaction that used to mean, you know, just getting up from your desk or your cubicle and just walking across the hallway. Now is a job that requires you to be staring at your screen literally eight, 10, 12 hours a day. Those jobs, you're definitely beginning to see burnout rapidly now because I think what we're about to see is rather dangerous. I think we're sort of at a tipping point. People sort of went from thinking, okay, I have time to walk my dog because I'm at home at lunch hour suddenly realizing that the boss is calling during lunch because you're available and now you're working through the lunch hour they're reaching a point of being so tired that after i don't know what that time frame is marilyn could be 3 months 6 months a year from now i think you're going to get a mass burnout across the landscape
0: so umesh do we have any data about video call burnout
1: yeah, I mean there've been numerous studies that have been done over the last 3 to 4 months. There's one particular one, you know, called the Nova Scotia study. There were some interesting numbers or sort of statistics that came out of that study. One of them is that 25% of people who do video conferences, a whole quarter of the population believe that they have to have their camera on even when it's not required. Even if the MC or the person that's handling the meeting says, just like you know, you and I would do if we did not require the video, still believe for some reason that there is peer pressure simply because two or three other people have the camera on, I should have it too. And as a result, they fall back into what we were talking about, this mirror anxiety. And another interesting piece was that of those who label themselves as introverts stated that they were completely exhausted because of the Zoom syndrome. Now, that, I think, is reasonably understandable. They were introverts. They didn't want to meet people to begin with, and now they're forced to have this video interaction. But what is more interesting is 40% of those who stated themselves to be extroverts, said the same thing, that they are completely exhausted. So when you see that number, that's a little worrisome because you expect an extrovert to want to meet people, to be uh, visible, to see other people and interact with them visually. If they're getting exhausted, we are in trouble. Now, another statistic says that 61% of all meetings being held worldwide, is now already on video, and that number is creeping upward because of Delta. If we get to a point where two-thirds or 3 quarter of the meetings that are held anywhere on on video, imagine the number of people that are being subjected to what you and I are talking about. 14% of women are already saying, the entire population, work population, saying that they are feeling extreme fatigue from this and 5.5% of men are saying the same thing. So there's a lot of data that's been boiling up over the last three to six months that suggest that things need to be done rather rapidly and quickly, and we should be doing that now so we avoid disaster in the not-too-distant future.
0: Now, you mentioned that you know there are some professions where you really can't get away from meetings, right? So now those meetings take place uh, through Zoom. So what advice do you have for HR professionals to avoid employee burnout from Zoom or other video call platforms?
1: You know, uh, that's actually, I know this is not a humorous topic, but looking back, sometimes uh, one has to smile because HR professionals, I think, were one category of individuals that sort of foretold this issue earlier than most of us. And they said, you know, you have to give the employees a break. And they came up with these great ideas of having socials and after-work hangouts and even sing-alongs. And guess what medium they used to do that? Zoom. So now you have gone from a work environment To a fun environment, but really, physically, you haven't moved. You sat in the same chair you've been sitting in from 8 to 5 or 8 to 3, if it's an early call-out, and you're still interacting with the same people simply because you put on a funny hat or you have a drink in your hand does not change the fact that you're still stuck to your chair and you're still staring at the video screen. So, you know, this may seem sort of counterintuitive. HR professionals need to help employees disengage. I think the new mantra for employee engagement is for them to disengage from the company and the employees for a little bit of time. Give them space. Give them space to think, to breathe, to be. Uh, You know, at Kingsley Gate Partners, My co founders, Nancy Albertini, Buster Houchins, and I, we run the company as the office of the CEO. And we decided that on July 1st, which just happens to be the anniversary date of the founding of our firm, that we would give our entire firm worldwide the day off with only one rule you will not work. You will not have conference calls, Zoom calls, work with each other. You will spend time with family, friends, or even just by yourself, but take a break. Because I think if we don't force this line between the workplace and the home place, actually help the employees find the home place again, we are going to be in heap of trouble. So I would call out to HR professionals to think about creative ways to ensure that employees are engaged through disengaging.
0: So for those working remotely, especially for recruiters like yourself, executive recruiters, how do you suggest they hold necessary meetings? And as far as I know, there is no healthy substitute for Zoom meetings, is there?
1: When you say safe, if you mean physical distance to be maintained, uh, it is difficult. I mean, there are ways to get into a conference room and have people sit an uh, entire table apart uh, and, you know, wear masks, keep the doors open or meet outdoors, et cetera. But those things all pose some sort of a problem, uh, you know, in one way or other. What you could do is actually have video conferences With tools that permit you to do your job better and ease the cognitive load on yourself. One of the biggest problems you have with video conferencing is that you have to think and look presentable at the same time all the time, and that's difficult. So, for instance, what we are doing here is we have spun off a video interviewing platform called Higher Logic. How does that help? When I interview you as a candidate, the questions I need to ask you are all populating on my side of the screen. So this way, I don't have to think and remember. I can simply read them off my screen. I can actually rate you by just touching uh, numbers on my screen. It drops the cognitive load and permits me to focus on the interaction itself. And now in normal course of things, you would say, well, you're an executive. You should be able to do both. That is true, but doing that 10, 12, 15 hours every day without a break is just not something that every human being is designed to do. So I think people have to look at creative man- ways in which while even video conferencing, whether it's Zoom or HireLogic or Microsoft Teams, use it in a way where you can drop your cognitive load and still be able to be extremely productive.
0: Thank you, Umesh, for your insights on Zoom burnout and how to avoid it.
1: Well, Marie-Lyn, this has been a pleasure, a privilege.
0: Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dear Human Resources. In each episode, you will hear about current HR topics and trends from experts, both practitioners and researchers, with the goal of giving you an insider's look at human resources.